All right, boys, welcome to uh, Season 3, Episode 7 of the DSC Podcast, brought to you by our friends at the Delaney Hockey Program. DHP, uh, again, offering uh, offering a variety of programs for uh, for youth hockey players across Newfoundland and Labrador. If you're looking for those guys, www.delaneyhockey.ca. Um, this is going to be a good one. Uh, we're right off of a 5-1 to uh, beating of of uh, Washington, which again second period, man. Are we ever a second period team? Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, unreal. Eh? Um, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't call it a blowout, but it's next best thing. It was it was a pretty dominant performance after the first period, uh, and a come from behind win, which makes it even sweeter. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I really want to get into the trade talk. I mean, everyone loves talking trade talk and and potentials. Uh, really want to dive into that. It was JT Stasen's game. We're going to have to touch on that. Um, again, I've got a little player shout out as well for one of the local boys who's, who's way doing some great things. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, outside of that, ooh, let's talk about some Marley stuff too. I, I love the Marley's and the contributions we're getting on all ends. Um, finally, I think we, we tied this up, put a nice pretty bow on it with, uh, with a, with a special William Nylander edition of Yes by Nova. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's, uh, let's roll a clip. Titter tatter. Let's get at her. Welcome to uh, Season 3, Episode 7. Lucky number 7. That's a good one. I always like number 7. 7s have been traditionally good. Um, episode number 7 of the Deke's Night Play Podcast with your hosts tonight. We've got Chad Newman, Patty Phillips, and myself, Ryan Gates. So, we're fresh off of a, uh, a victory. Um, 5-1 over Washington Capitals on Sunday night. So, it's, uh, it's nearing midnight here in Newfoundland. That's where we're based. Um, we're not going to talk a ton about the game. It was... It was it was a good game. Any game, any game that's a come from behind victory. I don't care if they win five to one or two to one. Any come from behind victory, as a Leafs fan for me, is huge because there was there was a there was a dark era that people are conveniently forgetting about. Because when they're when everyone talks about our lack of playoff success, everyone's quick to, to dis- disregard the Kessel era where we hardly made the playoffs at all. And I can tell you the other sad part about that era was come from behind victories were yeah. null and void there, there weren't any i wouldn't say any but i mean it just wasn't a thing like once they got down it was over like you you yeah. could probably turn it off but you're just watching them to see if kessel scores a goal and magically gets to 30 by the end of the season but mm-hmm. um what are your guys thoughts on how they've been playing i mean we've been two games without austin matthews which we'll talk about shortly but what are your we've had a couple of games since uh since the injury um what are your thoughts so far I mean, Ottawa gave him a good spank in the, you know, for game one without Austin. Uh, but you know, they came back tonight. They had things put together with a lot of the uh, a lot of the call ups and everything's fitting in, you know, a little bit better here tonight. So uh, I'm not too too worried. No, no, the situation. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, Ablan, was good. We're good. You know, you know what? Like when the Leafs lose these days, it's which I don't know if this is more troubling than not, it's more out of total lack of effort because there's not a team that's going to match us in skill. It's like, and maybe that's the case for every game that a team loses, that it's because of effort. I don't think that's the case. But the games that we've lost recently, it's been 
yeah, we didn't deserve we didn't deserve to win it by no means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only saving grace, and nobody would ever want a situation where Austin Matthews gets hurt. The fact that you can start moving some players up into the top six, like Kerfoot, he didn't look too bad. Um, mm-hmm. That you can move some guys up up and down the lineup, um, probably a good thing because we you kind of know we're going to finish in the two or three spot in the division. Uh, I think it probably gives Keith. He probably sees it as an opportunity, I suspect, that it gives them some opportunity to move players around and see what it what they can potentially look like. Also looks like they can probably showcase more players. Um like I it's knee injuries are always tricky, especially to a, a power forward like Austin, but um I think they'll be fine. Like I'm not too worried. They've they've got enough enough talent there to get them past these three weeks. Yeah. yeah, I no, I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, to me, both games without Aston is, is a tale of two tales. Um, I think that they should have won. They sh- I not think they should have won the Ottawa game. That should that should be a gimme. Uh, Austin Matthews or no Austin Matthews, and and until a little bit later in the game, I mean, it, it, when Ottawa kind of just blew it open, it was it was it was it could have gone either way. But in any case, um, Nylander scored, which is a plus. Um, and tonight. Nylander scored, which is a plus. Yeah, and he mentioned during during the game during the night that games when uh, games when Austin Matthews is out and Willie is in the lineup, Willie has scored like a ten out of fourteen games or something. It was something wow. I don't remember the stat, but it was he basically come, he basically elevates his game in the absence of Austin Matthews, which mm-hmm. is what you want. So that's a that's a key for me um, when you're talking about Matthews being at the limelight is a guy like Willie stepping up and and doing his thing because. The All Star snub being what it, what it is is only getting accentuated. With the, he's he's actually elevated his game since. Like I think Nylander, who's been their best player all year, yeah. uh, is playing right now at about his best clip he's been. Like he's he's playing really well on both ends to puck. It's it's really I don't want to say alarming. Alarming makes it sounds like something that I don't want. It's just, it's surprising. I think. Uh, and like I said, I'm a Nylander fan, but I mean he's really he's really brought it to another level and like. All the, all those years of the whole trade, Nylander, he's a soft player. He doesn't go into the corners. He doesn't go to the dirty areas. Like he's killed all the narratives. There's just nothing. Like hmm. the, the, the Nylanderthals out there, they've really got nothing to fall back on anymore. It's just like it's a dead issue. Like it's like yeah. I don't know. I don't even know where you can go with it if you're if you're that mindset. The only way you can go with it now is like look how much he's worth. <laughs> right? He's too you can good. You can he's too good. We can't keep him. That guy. You know. <laughs> Imagine the defenseman you get now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We'll get to a lot more Willie talk in a, in a segment a little bit later that we all love. Yes, by no by. We'll talk some Willie Nylander. Um, but I want to dive into uh, into the trade talk. Well, actually, um, I got a stat. Just give me a second. I'm just, I want to confirm because I'm so dumbfounded by this Austin Matthews get, stat that it's really going to tell all the haters and all the ones that have dumped on his defense over the years. And we know he's turned that game around. I just want to confirm it. Just, just, just you, hang you out. Do, you do your thing. Right. I got something else I want to talk about while you're, okay. while you're stat, cool. stat searching. So last week uh, when we did our podcast, we showed it out a young guy uh, from North River here, here in Newfoundland who's away playing um, prep school hockey in the States. And, uh, and I think it's something I'd, I'd like to continue because I think that's more important than anything we do here is certainly supporting our youth. Um, Again, our sponsor is the Delaney Hockey Program. Uh, they run hockey schools out of Harbor Grace, Newfoundland primarily, but they're uh, planning pop-up camps around the island uh, for 2023. 
um, another player that's come through their system and is is destined for good things, if not great things, is a young man by the name of Patrick Lamb from Bay Roberts. Uh, Patrick is a defenseman and arguably one of the best defensemen that this province has ever generated. Now, he's still at the tender age of 15 years old. But again, he's away also playing prep school hockey at Mount Academy in PEI. Um, on arrival to the team uh, in the fall, he was promptly assigned the, the captain, uh, the captaincy of the team. Um, based on the fact, I think, that uh, his leadership qualities shine through all the time. He was uh, captain of the Tri-Pen, uh, uh, Tri-Pen Ice AAA U15 boys before he went away. So he's got that leadership quality that coaches love. Um, I've asked Ryan Delaney about him. Ryan's got nothing but sings his praises almost continuously. You know, lead by example guy work, works his butt off every shift and game in, game out. He's the kind of player coaches absolutely love. He he's coachable, uh, respectful, polite, all of the above. Um, there's a great article uh, written on Patrick and it just posted on Delaney Hockey Program Facebook page last week. So if you're interested in more information on Patrick, uh, go check it out. He's a great kid. Uh, he's projected potentially to go into Q draft this year as one of their one of the, the higher end defensemen. Certainly the highest ranked defenseman out of Newfoundland. So again, keep an eye on this kid. Uh, big shout out to him and, and and keep plugging away, man. You're doing great. We're super proud of you. So yes. to your stat, Pat, uh, Patty. Yes. So I it. was correct, although he's Austin's after falling to second in this category. Uh, as of last week, or as of today, uh, he's in second place amongst all fours in the NHL for block shots. Wow. Like, Go free. Nick, he's one behind Nick Benino now. Say it again. Wow. He's second in the league. Of all forwards in the NHL, yeah. he's second right now in blocks, one behind Benino. Unreal. I feel like I should make you say it the third time. Say it once more, just, just in case anybody missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All fours. Second in block shots. Like, uh, go freaking figure. I, I'm shocked to hear that. And I mean, I, I follow the stats yes. too. And I, I, like, I, I love stats. I'm a stats nerd. I'm shocked to hear that. Even though I've I've mentioned it time and time yeah. again, he has been that guy this year who's been putting the body out there in front and doing his thing, but I wouldn't have placed him at the top of the league or near the top anyway. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I guess that that proves, because I never see him out there making that long stride to uh, block a, a slap shot from a defenseman or whatever. I like, That's not the type of blocker that he is, but he's I guess he's taking him off the shin pads like I don't, I don't know. I was shocked by the stat. Couldn't believe it. Wow. I don't know what yeah. was more shocking this week that he got, he was in first place at one point in block shots or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the greatest or the highest point getter, I think, in NBA history, had one three-pointer in all of his career. Yeah, that's a bit twisted as well. There's a few yeah, of those yeah. oddball stats out there like for these, for these superstars that you just, I seen one uh, yesterday that, uh, uh, Ricky Henderson stole third base more times than any other player in the or in the major leagues right now have stole any base. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. So he stole third base three hundred and forty-two times or something, some kind of a three hundred number like that. And no player, no active player in major league baseball has stole uh, second or third combined that many times. So yeah, yeah, yeah Ricky yeah. Henderson again. That's just crazy weird stats, right? That, yeah. that, that these guys acquire. Um, and again, I love stats. Stats, stats are stats. Sometimes they're they're, they're 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 damning. Sometimes they're very telling, and sometimes they mean nothing at all. But I mean, that's why why us nerds love the game. Uh, mm -hmm. But anyway, we good to go to trade talks. I want to talk some talk some players, in players out. All right. So, 
we talked about Ryan O'Reilly. I think in, in the very first segment of Patty's wish list that we did, uh, Ryan O'Reilly was, was, was the topic of conversation. Now, it's come to light this last week or so that uh, getting Riley to Toronto is a lot more difficult than it probably would have been originally, i.e. one because of the ask and the other because of the uh, uh, modified no trade and all kinds of different things that are connected to his contract. So a lot of the insiders are kind of saying uh, O'Reilly maybe not a, a Toronto, maybe not a fit, even though he would be a great fit for the team um, as a bargaining chip and how Dubas is known to negotiate, probably not what will end up happening, which yeah. has opened the door. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter about uh, Pavel Bushnevich. His name is brutal. But uh, what do you guys know about Bushnevich? Anybody got any any take on him? I don't. I don't know. I've heard a lot about him. Like apparently, he, well, he's a point per game player this year, yeah. Um, which I think is in line with what we need more of a score than than anything else. Um, apparently, he's a bit of a big kid. I don't think he well, throws he's his body boy. around, but he's a big boy. But I don't think he throws his body around. But that's that's fine. And that's, um, that, that, that's indicative of the European players anyway. Not uh, it's not to to, to put, throw them all in that in that bin because that's not necessarily the case. But the European yeah. style of hockey is is a very much a skilled game, and uh, and those big boys who come in, they don't often, with the exception of the Helvetians and and a few others, they don't often throw the body like some of the other guys who are smaller uh, and kind of grow up with it in that yeah. system. Like a big so. a big body who got some scoring prowess on the second mm-hmm. line with Tavares and because. It's probably going to look like a player like Yaron Kroc in a way. Yaron Kroc is not small. No. Um, I just think no. if if you could get a player with a little bit more offensive upside, Yaron mm. Kroc goes down to the third line. I, I just think it makes the team deeper. It's, I've said before, it's not about the player that's coming in. It's about the ability of the player coming in to push other guys, probably in positions or spots or roles mm. where they should be. To strengthen your bottom six. You're, you're, you're killing two birds with yeah. one stone is what you're getting at there. You trade for one player and makes your top six stronger and then makes your bottom six stronger. So you're getting two players, really, for right. one in that situation. And I love mm-hmm. that concept, uh, which leads me to my next question. We I touched on it briefly in our group chat there earlier in the week. Uh, the name Max Domi has kicked around, connected to the Leafs a couple of different ways uh, because of all the different uh, trade possibilities out of Chicago. Um, varying opinions on Max Domi and where he fits and if he can actually be a top six forward or if he's, he is indeed a, a bottom six forward, but I want to get your guys takes on Domi and try to go first on this one. Oh, and Max, I mean, he hasn't really found a real good home. Uh, it's probably a few reasons to that. I mean, I love the guy. I love the name. I love the whole, everything to do with it, but, uh, it would have to be one of those Dubas misfits bring around. And uh, I would love to see it. I mean, it's great for another uh, hometown name, and it seems like that plays a lot uh, for what he's doing and building a team. Um, so it would be cool. I would love to see him make it work on the ice. Uh, what had happened, I'm not confident. I wouldn't want to give a whole lot. No, well, I mean, he has, but, uh, to, to be fair to Max, he's turned it around quite a bit this year. Um, yeah, previous years, he, you know, he had some injury trouble and everything else, fair enough. Uh, like last year, he only had like 20 games, 19, 20 games, and a couple of goals. So, like, it's hard. The sample size was, wasn't there. This year, he's already got 14 goals. So, he's trending towards mm-hmm. putting up 30 this year. So, it's not, it's not that he can't do it. And he's on a really, really crappy team, right? So yeah. I wonder if, you know, you got 35 points in 45 games, I think it was last, last time I checked. And, um, you know, while that's not a point per game player, that's certainly effective numbers if he's on your third line. And 
there's always the John Tavares effect. What happens if, if a guy like Mac, like, like Max comes home to Toronto, gets inspired, gets a bit of fire in his belly, is playing with Mariner and Tavares, you know, because he's that, what I like about Max Domi, he is that agitation, you know, getting to greasy areas, dirty, just kind of mm-hmm. annoying. I really love that style of player. I think he's Michael Bunting with more offensive upside. That's my, that's my true. And definitely toughness. Oh, no, he's tough as hell. Um, yeah. So, the, the I mean, Domi name is enough, is enough for that. I, I think what it is, like, me, I love I mean, that. I don't know if I'm trying to talk myself into Max Domi or not. I have no idea because I really loved his dad, right? I mean, I was a huge fan of his dad. Mm-hmm. Still is. I mean, Ty, Ty will always be one of my favorite leases of all time. And I just, I don't know, man. If they're going to trade for somebody who they could get relatively cheap, and they're saying Max Domi is not going to be an expensive get, I think they're, they're expecting Domi to go for like a third round pick. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah throw a flyer yeah. at it all day long. Definitely. Right? Oh, yeah, he got a $3 million hit. He does. Um, I don't know. I, I I get the sense that if his if his last name wasn't Domi, we don't even talk about him because you know what? That's I think there's question, a lot yeah. more Max there's a lot more Max Domi's in the NHL. I I think we've everybody's always tried and I I was as well trying to make him out to be more than he is and he's really never been a great player in the NHL. Um I I my problem with him is similar to my problem with Kerfoot. I don't know what type of player he is. Is he a top six? I'm, I know Kerfoot's more of a bottom six now. Is he a top six or a bottom six? Is he a tweeny? I don't know what he is. Listen, I mean, you can say an underachieving top six or an overachieving bottom. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd rather take the chance on him in the offseason. I don't, I don't know. Because a $3 million hit, you have to retain 50%. Um, we're not going to retain 50% like, on that I don't contract because we're going to have to it retain be low 50% risk. on you, know, you can only retain 50% twice in a season, right? If I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I feel like that's the rule. Uh, really. I think. Mm. Anyway, something like that. So my point being is that if you're planning before. on shaking cool. a Patty Kane and or a, a, John, uh, a Jonathan Taves, that's the contracts you're going to have to retain on. Um, so mm. if you're only allowed to do it twice, then yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get awful dicey, awful quick, right? Um, you probably not have a mm-hmm. Chicago retain a much, if anything, on a Max Domi contract. So in that situation, I think you'd, you'd see like a Kerfoot go out and a Domi come in. Um, plus, and I don't know if I'd make that swap. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Kerfoot fan. I'm not, uh, I'm not, not I, either, I, but I don't know if I'd make that. You know swap. what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly what you're getting. I don't know what the upside is. And you can work with that. Well, the, the upside for me is that. We have had great success with the Michael Bunting, Zach Hyman type players playing alongside our stars. Like Michael Bunting is not a is not a top line forward. I don't care. Nor is Zach Hyman. And people are gonna say, "What do you mean Zach Hyman is going to score forty this year?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I could probably score thirty. I only got three games of high school hockey under my belt if I was on the line with McDavid, right?" So my point mm-hmm. being is that these guys, they're just like those complementary pieces to, to like the Chris Kunitz. In the, in the Crosby era, those guys who are just amazing supplementary players to the stars. And we've had great success, and it, it's, it's a proven model to work under, certainly under, under Keith's systems. Keith's systems is what we got to work with, and under his systems, the Hymans and the Buntings excel. Um, go in, get the puck, get dirty, get greasy, get in front of the net. I mean, Max Domi can play net front on the power play all day long. He got all kinds of finish if he needs to. So I don't think Kerfoot is that player. Uh, if you need, if, if that is not needed in your top six for any number of reasons, somebody else steps up, Domi can fill a bottom six position, I think better than Kerfoot as well. That's, that's my 
comparison. I know Kerfoot, they, they use him a lot in a lot of different places, but I also don't think, I think there's a lot of Kerfoots in the NHL for less than 3.5. Yeah. Oh, no um, doubt. Yeah. Like, like Kerfoot, it, in, my, in my opinion, is the worst contract on the team. Oh, and he has nine and, goals. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's UFA. Like, and think about that. Like, it's, it's, it's that bad, though. We've got a really good contract situation on our team. Like, everybody yeah, when that's, says, yeah, when yeah, that's yeah, your worst contract, a, 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 a multi use like, yeah. uh, forward. Like, what else is worse? That's pretty good. You're making hay, man. Yeah. yeah. I I don't I don't know. I just if they're making a move if that was the only I don't think that would be the only move. If they were to swap out, say Kerfoot for um for Domi, whether it be directly or separate trades, and that ends up being the two roster players to swap, I would be disappointed. Oh, I'd the, rather go for that score. The other the other player that's been linked is Jake McCabe, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another yeah. interesting add on the back end. Right, so if you're talking about yep. players and and packaging people up and all that kind of little cram, um, you know, I don't know. Anyway, like there, there, there's 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 a ton of possibilities out there. Um, I'm not, again, I don't know if I'm trying to talk myself into Domi just because I want to buy the sweater. Because I will, I will 100% buy the sweater if it's only for six games. I will because I always wanted a sweater when I was younger and I never got one. Uh, and I'm like, you know what, getting the sweater. So maybe I'll get the sweater anyway. Maybe even if he's not traded, I don't know. But uh, if he come back more as old man's number, it would be. I think it would fire him up. I think it would just fire the fan base up. I think he'd get out there and get a few, few, few scraps, I few tussles. Oh. I'd have low expectations going in. I one player. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get axes thrown at me now. Is uh, I'd love to see on the because I think he would have much more upside. Is Josh Anderson? Yeah, but you're not getting him, right? I like the, the, the well. The... I I don't know. The rumor is that the that they were already offered a first round pick for Josh Anderson and turned it down, right? That's, that's I at think least that offer was... more. I I he's I know, a man. skill set. He's he's got the characteristics of a player that we don't have right now. I would agree. Well, with we kind of got Willie. Willie is yeah. I'm Chandler Willie is take, turning I'm, it to be I'm, a similar. I'm cut Patty off there before he digs his hole too deep. But bringing Habs over to the Leafs. What do you? What's your take on that, Chad? I want to. I want to hear. Uh, besides the Placanic, it's been pretty good <laughs> in Compasaric, obviously. But uh, I mean, the China China Anderson, <laughs> is, uh, he is that uh, man. You want a guy that's going to jam a puck in the net in overtime and probably knock three people over to get there? I'd put my money on him okay. as long as he's healthy. I would. You know, it's a hefty contract he got though, uh, but he's I, only five and a half. Yeah. For how many more years? Oh, until uh, 26, 27. You, Is you he going to hold up till then? And he's got a modified no trade clause the whole time. And you got to, you got to, so that's where I'd sub that curve Yeah. Oh, no, no question. All day long. Uh, take, more, take more than your foot, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you're talking about Kurt. Well, they're, they're saying, you know, a player like Josh Anderson, you're talking about. Uh, because he's under contract, you're talking about your you know top level Matthew Nas or uh, uh, Fraser Fraser Mitten is that his name? Yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I'm, didn't, didn't, I'm I don't not, even want I, Matthew Nas to be mentioned ever again. The highlights just keep coming out. Yeah, um, I know. I, I'm nervous that he's. I'm not. Go. I'm not about trading Matthew Nas for an active power forward. I'm just not about it at all. Um, it would need to be like I would need to see like Eric Carlson coming in a multiplayer deal in order for Matthew yeah. Nas to go out. You know what I mean? I, it would have to be something like, oof, like connect like, for me. The blockbuster of all no, blockbusters. More than connect me. Yeah, me, me too. I, I, I think we discussed uh, it, that last one, but I mean, you're not far yeah, off. Patty, I in, wonder, in my opinion. But we're like that was like ten holidays ago. 
<laughs> I wonder what's going to happen in Calgary. So no. What's up? Is there an opportunity to get anybody from Calgary? I'm just, I that team has been garbage the whole year. I just had to drop Markstrom reluctantly from my pool, but that team, I don't know. They who, who would they you want off Calgary? A lot of money. Well, Weger and these guys, their contracts are so big now that yeah. you, you wouldn't want They'd those guys. Hole. But like Shillington, those guys, like, um, I, I was thinking as well this week, and it, it never comes up. But you no, know, mm-hmm. Raleigh, maybe this goal tonight, um, gets him on track. But wouldn't kill us to have a bit of a power play specialist either. I know that's Carlson, but um, is there is there somebody else out there that we bury in the fifth, sixth pair, but? That's our power play guy. I, I don't know, but yeah, his name's Timothy Lilligren. I don't know why he don't get a shot over some of the bums that we've got out there. Yeah, on the you're not wrong. He turned out I, to be listen, one of my favorites. I I know I'm not wrong because after having watched him three or four years ago at training camp in St. John's, yep. where he moved the puck on the blue line, I was sold then. Yep. And he was playing with the Marlies then. I was like, who is the kid? And uh, once I got the, once I got a pamphlet in my hand because none of them had freaking names on, I was like, that's Timothy Lilligren. Like I thought it was somebody that they brought in, but I wasn't aware of it. Tom, I was like, who yeah. is this guy and why is he so good? Um, no, like, I mean, he gets he's shot so impressive. all the time. And that's, that to me is yeah. the most And impressive. he rushes that, up at the right time too, you know, he yeah, sees he's that so opening good. when it's going to pop out. Well, so good, you know, educated, mm-hmm. educated pinches, like just at the right time doing the right things. But anyway, we'll keep on, on the trade talk. So there's been a lot of banter around as well, uh, around Vancouver because Kyle Dubas was spotted at the game. Uh, scouting Vancouver, and then there was like, oh, maybe there's a deal already done, blah, blah, blah. Who on Vancouver do you guys think Dubas is looking at? That's, that's what I'd like to know. I'd say Shen or Connor Garland. I don't think Horvat is in the talks. Well, uh, I think sure. he, he had an interest in Connor Garland. I think when he was in Arizona, yeah. that was a name that was always floated around. Yep. Um, I haven't really followed Connor Garland too much because Vancouver sucks, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind Shen, but you know what? Belize didn't upgrade their D on trade deadline day. I, I kind of be fine with it when you're seven, eight guys based on all their D being healthy right now is Connor Timmons and, and J, uh, Jordy Ben. I, I, I fully not, expect to make our best. a couple, a couple of moves for the D that are so low key. It's not even funny. Like when they brought in buddy the other year and he was from Vancouver. Remember what was his name? Uh, oh God, Ben, Ben Harper. Uh, yeah, something like that. Anyway, he didn't even play. But my point being is that what what uh, what they did was bolster the depth. He played. On, oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Played a couple games, did he? I ben, can't remember. Ben Harper what, did. Anyway, but that Ben Harper came from Anaheim. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, the guy that they brought in, he was uh, he was decent. Uh, uh, his name almost came to me. Then. But who's anyway, Shannon upgrade over? I don't know. Corrado. I don't know, he, I don't know if he's not upgrade over anybody. That's my part of my problem, right? So like, yeah. I, Again, if, if they're making those kind of moves, I think it's only going to be like just to shore up the depth such that when so-and-so goes down injured or this one goes down injured, we're not stuck flying somebody up for the Marlies from their first game in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Um, and we've got yeah. a few of those guys in the system already. Jordy Ben, he's not a lock to start the playoffs by any stretch. Victor Mete, not a lock. But these guys are good players, no. right? So I, that's all I'm expecting him to do on the back end. I'm not looking for anything earth-shattering. I do expect him to get a, 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 top, a top six forward. Oh, Horvat is going to be way too expensive. Dubas is not into that. Besser probably. All. Besser would be. I'll be shocked if he don't go to Boston. Yeah, Horvat. Yeah. yeah. I like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be afraid of or turn down a. I don't love Besser. I I just don't know enough about him probably either. But 
a Besser plus Shen package. Oh yeah, I like, like it. You're, you're doing you're doing Vancouver a bit of a favor too, because I think Besser still got a bit of a contract there. Yeah. And I I think they'll probably be in rebuild. They should be. That's what I want to ask since buddies. Yeah. Just looking at the roster on daily faceoff. I mean, you got Connor Garland, JT Miller, and Curtis Curtis Lazar. It seems Curtis like Lazar he's a serviceable. I, I mean, I don't. It I didn't. Is, I haven't right? followed Lazar in his Some NHL seat. career, but he's been good. Like he, well, like no, I mean, skill set wise. Mm-hmm. And then I look on defense. There's Ethan Bear, and uh, I mean, Tyler Myers is there, but I can't see that happening. Apparently, Ethan Bear has been very good in Vancouver. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're looking for your power play specialist, Oliver Ekman Larson is there doing nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm fine when I'm staying there too. Much. That contract still got to be huge. And like, and even San Jose, mm-hmm. like Meyer's been, I, I just don't see it happening because you got that big $10 million uh, yeah, hit for next year that you got to, because I think it's going to be an RFA. Um, I, I don't know. Like, Geez, Minnesota got done by the air. Like, there's so many players. I, I don't, unless the Leafs are upgrading in their top four under D, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a player that's going to remove. I I wouldn't be surprised Sandine don't start the playoffs. It's Jordy Ben over Sandine. Man, San, San, Sandine's been, had a rough second half already. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it's, it's, it's really hard to say with him. I don't I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally impressed. Lilligren is after just jumping over him in spades. Like, hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised. Sandine is watching and Jordy Ben is playing. I just had a look. You wouldn't Tyler surprise Myers. me. Tyler Myers is sitting two more years at uh, six million bucks yeah. per. Well, this year and next year. So one more year, of Tyler Myers, what you will get. Um, and so you're not trading a farm for him. Outside of that, there's no. Nope. They got no one on defense that you'd really. Strive to go after other than Luke Shin. The other guys there. You know, Travis Dermott is there. You want Travis Dermott back? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, me either. They can keep him. Uh, so, would you get uh, Josh Anderson and Edmondson from Montreal? I don't know. Oh, my God. I see. I hate that whole. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's going to be there's going to be a lot of a lot of shakeup. Um, I think that's enough on the trade talk because it, it gets to be a bit much sometimes. But uh, but yeah, I think I think we've hit the nail on the head, and that priority is definitely going to be top six forward, which will have a trickle down effect if they can strengthen. Like, and when I say strengthen their D by giving up a fourth round draft pick, you know, for that average kind of you know sturdy, durable NHL defenseman, I think they probably will. Um, but outside of that, I don't see anything. What about the goalie market with Matt with, with Matt Murray being iffy? His whole life is that something we're even concerned about, or are we just like, nah, we'll just take Joseph Wall and slap it back up on him. And the Shogren is there. I zero interest in upgrading a goalie. That's where I'm Unless at. With it too. Shit hits the fan. Like, well, like I said, even if even if both went down, heaven forbid. I hope you heard that. Um, heaven forbid if both uh, NHL goalies go down. I still don't think we're in a terrible spot going into the playoffs. I don't. I, I I really don't. I don't think it's bad. I mean, it's, it could be better. <laughs> you don't want to do it. You have to deal with it. Like, I feel better with Samsonov. Yeah. Yep. But some like people used to ask the question, oh, what if Freddie Anderson goes down in the playoffs? Well, what if what if uh Jack Campbell went down in the playoffs? Well, you know what? Tell me another team that has so much goaltending depth where they can haul someone out of the AHL and come up and win a, a Stanley Cup for him. It doesn't exist. Oh. So every team 
I, I don't think that's where I'd be trading my assets. Like, I think it's one of the areas that's probably our best this year is in, is in net. Unless, unless we run into injury problems before the deadline, which may or may not happen. Like, it's one thing, I definitely wouldn't touch goaltending. One thing that has been exposed by the Matthews injury, though, is our depth at center. Not that great, right? Uh, it's not, that yeah. being said, if one of our top two centers goes down, it don't matter anyway. <laughs> We've already proven that we're not going to win a series if either Matthews or Tavares goes down. So that doesn't that doesn't justify to me going out and trying to acquire a centerman at the trade deadline. But it's just an eye opener for me that hey, you know, we're not as strong at center as we think because yeah, we're amazingly strong. Our top two centermen are probably two two of the top ten centermen in the league. Um, yeah. However, once one of them goes out, and you're talking about Pontus Holmberg as your second line center potentially, that's a major mm-hmm. major problem. Right. Yeah. Um, now Kerfoot could play yeah. center, and Willie could be moved over, but they've they haven't pro- been proven to be successful there at all. Right. So I don't know. Like I said, that's just a comment. I'm not saying we go look for a centerman. It doesn't make any sense to. But uh, I think it's something to do. But some company kind of probably want to address going into next season to have a little more stability in that role through four lines would be, I think, would be smart. Like camp sh- really should be your four C. Should be. Yep. Should not be your th- third C. Um. I like I can't see a situation where I know Holmberg has been great. I can't see a situation where he st- he starts uh, the playoffs. Maybe he d- maybe he do. I don't know. I I they'll, think the upgrade somewhere they'll they'll get deeper to the point where he'll be he'll be your black aces for sure. Yeah, um, I I just don't like great future with the Leafs, but I I just don't see a situation where he's he's our number four he's our fourth center. So let's talk about Marley's. That's what we're we're kicking around the can here. Um, Marley's depth has been amazing. Uh, as, as we've had some proven production helping our bottom six from the Marley's, and then we've got Joseph Wall sitting on the pond there tonight, just ready to go, coming off of winning everything. I mean, he's we've lost like two games in the last fifteen or something. It's some stupid yeah. stat like that. Uh, and not these are not wins where he's winning like four to three or seven to six. Like he's been playing well as well and winning. Um, so the Marley's depth has been uh, has been amazing. What what are your guys' thoughts on uh, on what's coming up? I don't know. It's uh, I like where it's going. Obviously, I'd rather Sam Sanov and Murray tandem. But I mean, I kind of do want to see Joseph Wall get a shot. Like, I'd love to see him get a little bit of time, just because you know you earned a reward. Give the man a little bit of extra money. Uh, mm-hmm. Have a look. Have your first game. I'd love to see it. It's kind of tight getting in standing, so you don't really want to experiment. But if you feel like Samsonov can uh, take a, a take out. a seat for a night or two, uh, you know, this is time to do it. Well, I mean, I don't know if we've got back-to-backs coming up. I never look ahead that far in the schedule. I look like a week ahead no, all the time. Um, but, I mean, it's a given that if we have a back-to-back relatively soon, that, that, that Joseph Wall will get a look, no question. And I'm yeah. of the same mindset. And I maybe, maybe it's back to the Domi factor where I just like certain players. But Wall has been around so long in the organization. I mean, they drafted him. He's been kicking around training camps to the last cuts. He's been playing with the team on their travel, their travel team during COVID. Like, he, he's been around it continuously. He doesn't get injured hardly ever. He's usually he's usually fit and ready to go all season. Like back when we were talking about Ian Scott, like he was going to be the next savior of goaltenders at least drafted. Scott never really came back from his injury. Uh, he's now retired, and Wall's still kicking around and and, and playing better hockey every year. Um, mm-hmm. So no, I I, uh, I I'm very much high on Joseph Wall, and I do hope he gets he gets a look because I think 
with the, for the first time in a long time, we can we can roll a rookie goaltender into this team and not be worried that the defense is going to hang him out to dry like we have in previous years. Like there's a strong D in front of him. Mark Giordano is, has quickly become one of my favorite players on the team. Oh, yeah. Easy. He's got that presence. So, you know, I think that, that you know, throwing these young goaltenders out there and having a guy like Gio out in front of him who's got, you know, all that all that pedigree behind him and, and age and experience and everything else and calming effect, I think uh, it's, a great, it's a great position to put a young goaltender in, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, they got a home and home versus Columbus on the tenth and eleventh of Perfect. February. What an opportunity! Perfect. Yeah, that exactly. Is, that is the ideal time to let him start the first game. Right? Yeah. Um, but again, who knows? Um, but what about now forward depth, Fatty? How you feeling about? I mean, we've been seeing we've seen about Joey Anderson, Thomas Holmberg, uh, Bobby yeah. McMahon. He's my guy. What are you feeling? You know, you know what? Like the players that got called up this year were not the players that I thought were going to get called up because. Oh. We never talked about Alex Steves very much this year. No. Like, I thought that was a guy that he was rumored to make the roster coming out of camp. Yeah. We haven't talked about Ambrosi. I don't, I don't know how well he's played. I don't think he's late in the lamp by no means. I don't I know there was a lot of... They were high on him last year as a college guy coming out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 So, which, you know what, spe- speaks back to Matthew Nye's, like, I heard someone say this, we kind of got to temper our expectations. The number of guys that came out of college hockey... Yeah. And made an immediate impact on the NHL are very, very, very few. Most yeah. of them, most of them were top Americans the top have gone 10, to the CHL roof. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. I'm getting, I'm getting a bit gaga there, but I'm happy. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't usually over college players, but watching what he's doing at such a confident level, he's a big dude. No, he's NHL already. This, this is, too, this right? is a catch. Like I, I've been watching the it's Golden Golfers, right? This name and team. Am I wrong in saying that? Yeah. I'm yeah. watching the Gophers, yeah, or at least their highlights, like Chad. Um, and man, oh man, like he, yeah, he's he's an NHL caliber player all day long. Now, what does he look like once he gets to the NHL? Because being an NHL caliber player and being an effective, you know, you know, not star forward, but you know, someone who can contribute on an NHL team is completely different than being an NHL player. Like if you throw any of the NHL players who are currently on the Leafs today on the Golden Gophers, they're going to look as good, if not better, than Matthew yeah. Nyes. So what does Matthew Nyes look when he comes up? Is he going to look like a Pierre Engvall who scores once every 20 games? I don't know. I have no idea. That's my fear. Is that On an entry-level contract. Well, yeah, true. I, that, I, that think, we'll know what the, mm-hmm. I think we'll know what the trade deadline at the, By the trade deadline, we'll know what the player Matthew Nyes is. Because yeah. if he's traded, I think the Leafs are selling him on a high because he do have a lot of praise out there. Um, but he's going to go to go. He's going to go for a player that's going to come in with immediate impact. Um, yeah. That's the only way. You I I wouldn't be surprised he gets yeah. traded. I'm I'm I wouldn't say he's an untouchable by no means. Not based on where the Leafs are right now. But back to back to the Marlies, like the players that we most talked about going into the season are not the ones that got called up, which I think is a really good sign. Oh, um, absolutely. Like Bobby McMahon. Like did you ever? Think he was going to be on the radar of the Leafs or Holmberg or Nikola Abramov was there. I was expecting to see him. I was I was expecting like you said, Steve's. I thought was I thought Steve's going to make team. I thought like he was going to be on our fourth line for sure, like a lock. And he he never so like so we're getting all these guys coming up now. Dryden Hunt has gone down to the Marlies. I mean, like it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting development system because you know there are no stars on that team. Like there's no there's no standout guys. You're like okay, this guy. We're, we're developing this guy and he's going to pop into the league and he's going to be a, you know, 20 or 30 goal scorer. There's none of those guys, right? Or at least it shouldn't be. No. Uh, it was Nick Robertson. Was that guy. 
Logan Shaw. That's he's one name we I don't think we've ever. Yeah, he's dude. He's got like forty nine points in forty three games. Yeah. He's only on the NHL contract, right? Then you got Alex Steves next to him at thirty five points in forty two games, and then you got SDA at thirty three points and the Bruze at thirty one points. So I mean, they're all all those guys are doing well, but Logan Shaw's running away with it. Yeah. I mean, one guy we we forgot about too because of the injury is Mac Hollowell. Mac Mac looked really good when he was up. Yeah. You know, like he was not. Yeah. He didn't look out of place because like, if there's one place you're going to expose a player who's who's up too early is a defenseman. You bring a defenseman into yeah. the NHL, they're going to look bad in an awful in an awful bad way. But I really like Mac Hollowell. I mean, he's a right shot guy. He's not going anywhere because he's from the Sioux. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I was impressed with him. Thoroughly impressed. It's just too bad he went down because that would that's your to me that's your those young guys I think are, are key components to your success in the playoffs because I'm always go back to that that Montreal series on Cole Caulfield and all those guys kind of took us apart in the playoffs. Just that that energy that these young guys bring to the team, like watching Nick Robertson score his first goal in the playoffs. It was yeah. you know it was all hustle. Just he wanted it right, and these young kids I think that there's got to be that fine balance of. New new young players can come in and bring that energy. And uh, there are a few guys there. Uh, another guy, SDA, like you mentioned, uh, he hasn't been around. Like we haven't really seen much of SDA, which is unfortunate because I really think there's a ton there as well. But also, those are the guys you're going to see going out and trade. Like they, they, when you're talking about making deals and looking for complimentary players, there's a ton of upside in a lot of those guys that we've just mentioned, and other teams see it as well. So, well, the other thing about that as well. Like those guys are not making the leaps anytime soon. I don't think because they've got to be top six players or at least top nine. Like, like I, think, I don't know if they're going to fill their role I, on the fourth line. Gonna, you know what I mean? I'm going to disagree yeah. with you on that because solely based on that, because of quality of player or skill set, I think that with the upcoming contracts that we've got to fill and we've got to make room for players, um, all of our bottom six are UFAs or RFAs going into yeah. next season. So, mm-hmm. you know, are you bringing back a Kerfoot and an Engvall at a combined almost $6 million when you can bring that up happened. a Alex Steves and a Bobby McMahon for less than a million and a half? You're not doing it. I don't, nope. I don't anyway. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dubious, but I mean, the math, when you got to turn around and pay William Nylander, the math don't add up. Right. So I think because of that and that only that you're going to see that pipeline start to pay dividends or make the team yeah. suffer one or the other yeah, because of the math uh, mm-hmm. only. Which like, I don't see Kerfoot, Kerfoot, Engvall, or Hall on the Leafs next season. No, no, the, con- the contracts don't make sense for the quality of player. Not not no. with how stacked we are in in. in Timmins higher- automatically takes Hall's spot. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. I love I love Connor Timmins. Frig, what a trade! What a trade! Like sometimes when I'm having a bad day, yeah. Regardless of what <laughs> of what my bad day is caused by, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah. Call Dubas traded Curtis Douglas for Connor Timmons, and and my whole day just turns around because it's that kind of a trade. But uh, yeah, cool. I think we got to knock this on the head with an episode of or a segment of Yes by No by, and I'm going to throw it out to our snub, the the official. I think one of the worst snubs, and I mean maybe I mean I'm totally biased. Of course, I'm going to say he he's the biggest snub in the All Star game. But man, show me a a, a bigger snub. I don't know. You know, like the, the, the guys got almost thirty goals oh, now first. before the All Star break. It, it's crazy. I wish they changed. I wish they changed the name to not All Star Game. Like I don't know what the name would be, but Fans Choice Game it's obviously as as, not. It, it would be. It would be a very complicated name, game. like Fans Choice of as long as 
you can have one player from each team on the league, uh, and it can't be all Canadian uh, teams. And uh, there be it'd be such a long word that it needs to be all star team or all star game. It's just um, highest jersey sales team. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> from each team. Yeah, that's what we all want to see, though, right? Like when when Matthews was like ha- when Matthews was ruled out, I was like, okay, that's a great opportunity for him to roll Willie and same team, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And they rolled yeah. Barkov, and I'm like, how is that even possible? Barkov only half the goals Nylander got, and not as many points. It's in, hmm. It, but because I thought of it after because it's being hosted in, in Miami. Yep, of course they're gonna yeah. they're gonna get the Florida boy. They're gonna get the Florida boy. So like. Like, how does Dalene not make that team? All right. Like he's gonna get serious votes for Norris this year. Yeah. They don't have one defenseman from the Atlantic Division. So you're leaving off Hedman, mm-hmm. you're leaving off Dalene, you're leaving off some real good defensemen. You could McAvoy. make an all star team out of the snubs that would go to Florida and kick the shit out of the all star team. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Well, Maybe not. But, I'm gonna be yeah. blunt. I'm gonna be blunt. Man, I I don't care about the All Star anymore. I haven't cared about the All Star in a while. It's it's hard to watch. I don't enjoy but it because anymore. It's, it's but because of decisions like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you can't go out there and hurt the stars on a on a you know a, it's a, a marketing game of let's compile all the best and get them together. And I get it, but it's like I'm not going to get yeah. bent up over it. And you know you got all these people. Ovi snubbed it how many times now and took the suspension. Right. It's just yeah. I think the fun's gone in it. Find they got to find a way to make it better without you know putting people at risk. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. I uh, it's lost its uh, it's lost re- all of its shine. The reason I like the All Star Game is now that I cheer for a good team, it gives me something to complain about. So but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically, right? it. I'll complain about the All Star Game not until after it's over, and I'll forget about it. Um, so yes, by no by, we're dedicating it to number eighty eight, your own uh, William Nylander. Three questions about Willie. All right, I'll throw it out there, and you guys can chime in. William Nylander scores 50 goals in this calendar year. Yes, by no by. Calendar year, sneaky. Well, he's going to hit the 50, season? 50 goal mark this season. He's going to hit, he's going to hit okay, it before okay. the end of the season. Yeah. No by. You don't think he's going to hit 50? Chad, what do you think? I'd love to see it, but no by. <laughs> no by? I'd love to see that. I'm going to say yes by. You, you better. I'm going to say yes by. Why is that? Because he's at a better pace than Matthews was when he scored 60. Think about it for a minute. Now, I'm not saying he goes on a roll like Matthews had in the second half of last year where he scored, what, 35 goals in 39 games yeah. or something stupid. But yeah. he's got 28 as of tonight, right? He scored his 28th goal yeah. of the season tonight. We're just past the halfway mark, really. Not, what, what game number was this? Joe's funny. If I think about it, you, yeah. you, give, that me, you give me that number, and you, I'm going to say no by, but you think, if you ask me, do I think he can keep up this pace? I don't see why not. It's 31 games left. 31 games. Hmm. He's at 28 goals. Not impossible. I just. It was not impossible. But so that's not the question. Like, I don't see him cooling it off and like falling okay. off. Let, let me ask you this, and this should be an automatic. Will, will, will mm-hmm. William Nylander score 40 goals this season? Yes. That's yeah. That's a given. I think that at this yeah. point, he needs 12 more goals in the next 31 games. He's already at more than a, more than a, a or better than a half a goal per game hmm. pace. So, no, no problem. Yeah. It's fifty so out of not a contract year. <laughs> if this was a contract year, like we we'd have serious worrying to do. Okay, He's on to my next question. Question two. Trade clause next year. Will William Nylander 
Sign for less than $10 million. Yes, buy, no buy. I'm going to give him that a hard no buy. <laughs> You're a no Seeing buy. Seeing how the first contract negotiation went, that guy's totally going above 10 next year. Okay, or, Patty? I, I, I'm going to say no buy because I don't think Dubas is going to offer that. Looks like Patty's going to throw up. up. Patty, you going to throw up? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I'd be very disappointed. I don't see a team like the least team without Willie Nylander on it. Yeah, no. I just don't know how they're going to do that. I really Which don't. Which leads it, me to question number three. I don't want you to look like uh, you're going to pass out thinking well about done. it. I don't, want to, I want to drag this on. Color drain of your face when I ask the question. Question number no, number easy. three is, will William Nylander re-sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yes, bye. No, bye. I'm going to say yes, bye. Chad? Um... I've been thinking that he might get traded a bit this year. So it's not a matter of signing, I don't think. Because the no, the no trade clause coming in next year for his final year could really do as might take a shot at something big. So Do as uh, may not get the opportunity. He might not. I mean, that's the thing. But he's got 30... They've got a lot, a lot of GMs to call. To quote Kyle Dubas, as long as I am GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I will not trade William Nylander. He's stuck well, to you know what? And you know what? I believe, I believe him. I don't. And you know what? But when he said that, I was like, boy. Now I'm I like, say no by. I don't think he signs. You say no by. We'd get a bloody pile for him. I don't think we're going to get there. Hmm, interesting. Like they talk about the packages that. Because also that kicks in July 1st, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, like I said, we're talking about a guy who's going to score 40 this year. Good chance. Like, I don't see how this falls off and he doesn't score 40, right? No. Like, a 40 goal scorer coming into his contract year, Patty's right. I mean, if you're talking about a first-round pick and this and that, for, but then again, why would you trade, why are you trading William Nylander, a player who you'd love to have in the playoffs, going into the playoffs? There's that as well. I mean, this is their window, right? And he's hitting a fine prime right on cue. I I don't see a situation where he's traded anytime soon. Like I'm just so glad that this is not a contract year because I think do, although he's been very consistent, like during his career thus far, um, the public out there would, would give him a dubious, a hard going over. If he were to give him a a nine or $10 million contract right now. Wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that be the thing though? Wouldn't that be just, Perfect. Poetic. Right? Over so poetic. Everybody yeah. hates to, but that's the thing that for killed you. Dubas. 10 million for you. His career. In After some respects, that. I would hope I would have wished that Nylander was coming up at the same time as Deveris and Matthews with Murner. Mm. Not loving that Nylander and Matthews are coming up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, ne- Matthews getting a blank check, right? Matthews going to sign for 15 million. I don't yeah, know. Every day. Willie Tan. That's my problem with the whole thing. Like, you you nailed it on the head for me. I don't think he resigns with the least because I just don't think they can afford him. And, I don't think I, they're going to get there. And Chad doesn't think they're going to get there. So it's it's a really interesting conversation, and it's going to be really heat up after we win the Stanley Cup this year, right? And after yeah. that, I don't really care if they keep him or not. I'm not going to lie; I'm probably going to retire. It's going to be such a, such a party in Toronto with all you guys. It's going to be uh, yeah. sickening anyway. Like, I'm not going to be to- totally tired of this team by then. So. Yeah. On that note, we'll knock Yes by No Way on the Hid, the William Nylander edition. Um, 
That's about it. Do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Because if not, yes. I'm going to shut this down. Oof. JT's okay. 1000s game. Come on. Yep. I missed it because I was at the rink with my daughter, but I'm going to have to go watch it now because I hated to miss that. I missed it because I was making a music I, video. I was at the <laughs> hockey rink too. So <laughs> oh, One of man. these things is not like the other. Believe it or yeah. not. But yes, no, uh, John Tavares, he uh, had his thousands game tonight, uh, mm-hmm. represented well by the team. I thought uh, I thought that was that was all, that's always a nice touch, the whole silver stick thing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Jace was there, of course, family, Aaron, uh, the whole the whole shooting match. So um yeah, no, when your captain has this thousands game, that's pretty that's a pretty special thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, big congratulations mm-hmm. going out to JT and his family and all that good I stuff. Think he said there's only been four. I think it's been four captains in Leaf history. Tavares played our thousand game. Mm. Tavares, Sundin, he was Dougie, and was it David Keon or George Armstrong, something like that? There was four, I thought. But to be still playing at such a high level at a thousand games, eh? I mean, John Tavares has been around forever. He's been in the league and playing 82 games a year since he was like 18. But like to be still playing at a level where he's, while he's our number two center, that's only on the Leafs. Like, there's a lot of teams around the league where John Tavares is your number one center. Better than half the teams, at least. And yeah, still um, captain, right? Yeah. And he's still the captain, yeah. I mean, obviously, if he was in, in Edmonton, you know, he, he would have had to upset McDavid for the captaincy, which wouldn't have happened. But there's not a lot of other teams where he doesn't get get an odd for the C if it comes his way, if there's not an already guy, you know, in place. Um, so that was all talk. Was Morgan Riley going to get it? Was Austin Matthews going to get it? And I think that the Leafs did right. I think that they, they gave it to the guy who was most experienced and, you know, handled the media the best and all of the above. So, no. I, I, don't leader, yeah. that, I don't know what that guy could have done different because he's he still gets a lot of flack. Sunning took so much flack back in the day. Fanuf has always taken flack. The captaincy in Toronto, other than Wendell and probably Dougie, have always been like like Sunday never did get the appreciation. I was probably part of that because uh, when went the other side, and I w- wasn't happy with that. But um, captains really get hit on hard and like heavy yeah, loads enough, crown, man. You you yeah. know a terrible job. A terrible job is the guy who you know when you get your septic t- system pumped out. The guy who's actually in charge of opening the cap. Someone's got to do that. Right? That's a yeah. crappy job, right? The only job worse than that is wearing the captaincy in Toronto. It's just, it's just terrible, right? Now, you know, obviously the captain's job in Toronto gets paid a lot better than that, but that's the kind of level I put it at. It's just a, sh- just a shit job, right? Um, yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite trade era signings of all time. Uh, I remember how excited I was the day that he signed. I was on a ship actually, and I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and I, I was following Twitter while I was supposed to be working. And, best Canada day ever. Yeah, it was the best, the yeah, absolute best. Good. Anyway, I came running down to the lounge and screaming all the and nobody else followed hockey. And anyway, it is what it is. All right, guys. So I think that's it. Nothing else you want to run out with? No. Good. good. Well, uh, again, big shout out, of course, to uh, to our sponsor, the Delaney Hockey Program. Um, again, none of this is possible without uh, without generosity of our sponsors. So we always like to to give them whatever plugs we can. If you're looking for information on the Delaney Hockey Program, they're in the process now. Actually, I'm told uh, owners have told me that they're rolling out a new a new uh, full new newly developed uh, website. Um, makes everything a lot more uh, a lot more mainstream. Makes the registration process for your kids even easier. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, until then, you'll still see the old website. Of course, it's www.delaneyhockey.ca. That address won't change, but you'll soon see it flip over to the new version. So that's really cool. 
they're working again on, like I said, summer camps, different things that are going to be happening throughout the year. Lots of announcements to come on that end. Uh, but otherwise, um, yeah, if you're looking for our stuff, uh, of course, we're on uh, we're on Facebook primarily is where you'll see it, Facebook and, and YouTube. This is for our video links. So www.facebook.com slash Sally or search Sally on YouTube. Um, again, anywhere you want to listen. Uh, most of the people who enjoy our podcast enjoy it via listening. So any of your uh, podcast providers, uh, when you look up Sally on any of this stuff, guys, uh, hit the old subscribe button. That's the way you'll, you'll keep up to date. We've got some cool stuff planned coming up leading into the uh, the playoffs. So, uh, yep, stay attuned. And uh, if you guys got nothing else to say, I guess we just shut her down. He's all good.